we are in for a real treat in this week's podcast. Uh, someone I'm very pleased to say is a great friend of mine. She is doing amazing things with her coaching within the world of UFC and other uh, martial, mixed martial arts fighters. And that is Daria Albers. She is a mastermind of the mind. Um, I've spoken to her many a time. She helped me personally with my mindset before I did the Between uh, Breaths um, Ultra Marathon last year. And as I record this intro for uh, the podcast that we recorded, um, I'm yet to take part in the Snowden 24 hour challenge, trying to Everest Snowden and when this is out now, as you are listening to it, I will have either done it or failed at it, or I will have experienced it, um, which is weird to sort of talk to you as if it's happened. But as you're listening to this, it will have happened. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but one thing I'm very sure of, if I can take just 1% of what Daria Albers teaches to her fighters, then I know I am in with a fighting chance. So you're going to learn from um, this incredible coach. She's working with some of the greatest UFC fighters in the world right now with amazing results and building amazing resilience. And she has a lot of love for them and she has a lot of love for you. And uh, I know that I feel that love and feel very um, yeah, honoured isn't too big a word that she would come and speak to me again on the Between Breaths podcast. So here, here is Daria Abbas on the Between Breaths podcast. We enter this world taking our first breath and sadly we leave this place taking our last. And what I want to do with this podcast is to explore what happens between those breaths. I'm David Jackson, Jacko, and this is the Between Breaths podcast. So Dario, welcome to the Between Breaths podcast. Thanks for spending some time with us uh, this afternoon. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's always really good to see you. I'm actually happy we have a conversation today. Yeah, we've um, Daria is someone for the listeners. Someone I'll let her um, introduce herself, um, but just to, to preempt that with you know someone that um, in terms of meditation um, and mindfulness has taught me in a very few short sessions an awful lot, and I even. Um, use one of your examples and I quote you when I'm guiding some of the people say my good friend Daria always says this is what you want this is how to observe the thought and what to do so I'm excited to let people hear that firsthand from you um, in a second but for for those that maybe um, you know you're the um, sometimes I I'm trying to think of a, a way to describe the um, you're someone that you could literally kick my head in, but at the same time, you would you would show us the the love of the, of you know of a mother that was you know a long lost son, and it's like this, um, yeah, this this dynamic, and I think the 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 work that you do and the people that you're working with now um, in in the sort of fighting world, um, just give people a bit of an introduction of like, so you know, who is Daria and and and, and what sort of work are you are you doing and um and how have you got to how have you got to this place and i'm gonna kick stuff off yeah 
So uh, I'm a mental performance coach and of course a mindfulness teacher. I have an education in physical therapy, psychology and uh, mindfulness, also systemic coaching. I did a lot of different (laughs) (laughs) in my life. I love reading and learning and educating myself. Uh, I was also a professional fighter, a professional kickboxer for quite a long time in my life. Uh, Now I'm retired. I'm 39 in two days. I'm 39. Happy birthday. Um, yeah, yeah, nice. Catching me, catching me up. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it's a good age. You get, you feel like you're finally adult. You know who you are, kind of. Um, yeah. So this is what I do. I work uh, mainly with martial artists. So I work with uh, mainly with MMA fighters, but also boxers, kickboxers, and I've also some um, some Olympic karate uh, clients. So this is what I do. I I'm also still a striking coach. So I do striking for MMA and the mental performance aspect with most of my athletes. And yeah, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And, um, you know, people will probably in the world of, of sports and whatnot, we tend to hear about obviously the, the, the performers. So in your case, like the fighters and, um, we probably less hear about, um, the coaches, but, um, I'll, I'll sort of say it say it for you because you're very uh, humble. You literally, Daria, for people listening, is working with you know the, the top fighters in in the whole world. So um, yeah, there's, it's we're in, incredibly grateful for for you spending some time out of. I know which is a crazy schedule going all around the world training all these yeah. all these guys. Um, you know, I lately I realized, and I was as you you know me a little bit, so I'm very close with my mom. She's my my best philosophical sparring partner, <laughs> her and my mentor. Um, and uh, you know, we we talked about that that I have, or the champion, or the contender, or one of the first three rankings in almost every every promotion in the world. Former UFC champion, number three, right? Like so many guys in the UFC, one FC, glory champion, right? Uh, Cage warriors, right? <laughs> like Aris champion. I, I was like, this is unbelievable. I I didn't even realize because I do that for 12 years now. Yeah. And I love my, my work so much. And I'm so dedicated to bring value to the people that I... I don't realize that sometimes that what you said, like, yeah, you introduce yourself humbly. I was shocked about myself. I was like, I can't believe this. Can you imagine, mom? I have like the top level fighters, like these are my clients and my guys, as striking coach or mental performance coach or both, yeah. uh, some for one or the other and some for both in the whole world, like in, in all yeah. major promotions. Yeah. And yeah, you, you didn't. Yeah, you work so hard, right? And I'm so dedicated to to evolve myself and evolve um, through that the world and the people that I sometimes yeah. don't, don't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I know that you're the, the reason, and you know, you're, you're incredibly um, intelligent and and open with your mm-hmm. uh, you know help and advice that you 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 give to people. Um, and you know, I've been the beneficiary of that. And I know that, and that's one of the reasons why you're also so likable. But at the same time, you, yeah, are very humble. So I, I wanted to make that, make that point for people listening that um, if you, whether someone is into sort of UFC or or not, understanding that, um, yeah, we're we're gonna get some some great um, wisdom from from yourself today. So um, 
yeah, I thought it was worth just highlighting that. For before I go into the little um, bits of meditation, that I think would be really beneficial for, uh, or it's been really beneficial for me that I learned from you. Um, that I just love people to hear firsthand from you. Mm-hmm. What is it that for those people, those fighters, and that that you're working with? What from a let's say the striking stuff, go for the mental performance mm-hmm. coaching. What sort of broadly, what does that sort of look like? What are some of the challenges or things you you do? Where do you see the importance of it? Why I'm going to ask you loads of questions, but in any particular order, like why are people potentially don't really explore that? It's not like everybody has got a, a mental performance coach mm-hmm. or a mindset coach or a meditation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what does that look like for in in your world at the moment? Um, you know, usually the fighters or the clients, let's say, who who find me, find their way through their managers or through through the network I have, since since I'm a coach, I know a lot of people. Yeah. They uh, they find a way to me when they're already quite further up in their career, let's say, right? So they they already know how the the pressure when really the pressure gets gets bigger. They uh, maybe failed in some kind of way, right? They were always winning and then they they lose a fight, so they run into a wall. Um, and they have quite quite good self awareness also by then, right? Because they build their identity right. as athletes. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they went through the up and downs, and then they realized, okay, uh, that that's also the the path of a martial artist, right? Philosophy of martial arts for thousands of years. A martial artist equally it was always like the physical training and the mental training equally, right? Equally important. And I think we lost that. And I, I yeah. keep saying that all the time. We lost it in our world, and especially in martial arts, right? MMA went much more about the business, right? About the the physical part and the material part about it went so big and we lost this philosophy part and mm. um someone actually rashad evans a good friend uh he on espn actually in the in the leading up to the ufc he said it was super nice and i was like yeah somehow it's true he said that i'm i'm making martial arts uh about martial arts again about the philosophy also right i'm reintroducing that into the sport and um the right, guy, he's, he's, he said that about you. He said that about you, yeah, that you were yeah. doing that. Yeah, that is he, so he said cool. that, right? right on the ESPN was right, actually really, really nice. And and it's, I, I said to him, actually, you might be right, because I'm so much into this philosophy. Yeah. And I think we lack that in general in our lives. So so um, the fighters who come to me, they already struggled. They already uh, faced some some demons, let's say. Uh, yeah. They're ready to... To bring the performance on their peak performance, right? This yeah. last few percentage of uh, of what is possible, and um, yeah, they are quite aware. And uh, most of them, they struggle with nervous system regulation, with focus, of course, with belief systems, right? Yeah. Things we all struggle with. Yeah. I think it's yeah, we all struggle with like how to get into regeneration, how to relax better. How to regulate our nervous system uh we all have a issue with concentration and focus and t- attention um beliefs right negative beliefs this inner narrator right this negative voice in our head right so so we all struggle with similar things i, I think it's just when you put yourself on the plate right on the pressure into yeah. a, a cage um you put yourself out there it's uh 
yeah, sometimes you get a little bit quicker to those things <laughs> to look into your shadows, right? And in, in daily life, you can hide your shadows, right? You can kind of move yeah. around, around to people you don't like. You can move around to situations you, you don't like or you don't feel like comfortable. Or, but but as a fighter, as a martial artist, I mean, that's, that's exactly why we yeah. want to be martial artists. We want to face the dragon, to face the shadow. And that's a beautiful journey about it. That's why I'm so, so passionate about it. Yeah. Martial arts is just one of, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful tool to, to self-actualization, to even to enlightenment, if you would want to call that. Yeah. So, and I think the long, long answer to your question, but yeah, yeah. I think that the people who find me, they find me exactly for this reason. They, they look for more, they want the edge. And yeah. one more thing to add, you know, look, everything starts in the mind. And we talked about that and you know that I know that. Still, but we know that, but we still sometimes don't follow up with this, right? Yeah. We just, we we focus so much on on the material in our world, right? Not just uh, the materialistic, like not just the, the money and the looks and the social media, uh, but also like the the physical training, let's say, or the yeah. physical things. But then everything, every idea, every movement, everything we do starts in the mind, right? Everything starts in the mind. The the intention to do something, right? Creativity, right? Every, every movement, right? When you have an intention to move, right? It starts in the mind over the brain into the body, right? So I think somehow we have it the wrong way, yeah. right? That we start with the physical and move out up in our careers yeah. because we start struggling in life or in our careers. We we move up from the body over then, then, then to the brain and to the mind. It's yeah. the other way around in the yeah. world. Yeah, we may be... Um... It's, I think of it as like it's almost it's more it's more obvious potentially and more easier to work on like what we can see on the surface and see that what what we can what we can touch. But I think also what you were saying around like the um, being a fighter or being in the cage, being in that like confrontation um, amplifies. Mm -hmm. anything and there's no turning away or, or turning back or running it with it like you have to go and face that yeah. I, I, I like i like that i i'd be absolutely petrified to ever be in a fight with anyone but um the idea of in my in my day-to-day -day life it's too easy to just turn away and just yeah. put that over yeah. there and like never we'll deal with that later maybe never yes, we'll course. see we suppress we disassociate we compensate with many different things right all the time and we all do it i'm not even excluding myself on that right i try to to get over this but we just so unnatural thing and for some some moments that's also uh okay to deal with with situations like that but not all the time and uh that that's why i'm just a few days ago i was thinking i'm so so glad for the sport and that's why i'm dedicating my whole life to the sport yeah. because i was like this i was anxious i was uh I didn't like to talk to people. I didn't believe in myself, nothing. I was, my mom, we, we talk a lot about this. Mm -hmm. She's like, you, you changed completely or the true you came out. You don't know, right? Maybe it wasn't me and you don't know, but like definitely I, I made a lot of uh, a big evolution in, in, in my life. And it, it was through facing all those shadows uh, in the cage or in the ring. Because when you go into the cage, into the ring, you're naked, right? Every, if you want to know who a person really is, send them into the cage and during the ring to fight. There's no way you can play a role there. 
Mm. It's not. You can play a role before, of course, in the way and in the media, you can play the role. But the moment the bell, <laughs> that's a beautiful thing, right? The moment the bell rings, it's you and you and some other guy or girl who wants to beat the shit out of you. Okay. <laughs> right? It's okay. honestly, it's you with you. And here's the mirror. There's no way around. And you can see. And the, the thing is, why is the pressure so big? That everybody else sees it too. Yeah. There's not many other situations you can bring yourself, un unless you bring yourself really into maybe when you go to war as a soldier, right? We're not speaking about this. Mm -hmm. But in, in normal life, there's there's not many situations where you can bring yourself <laughs> on the edge like this. Yeah, right? yeah. It, re <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of, I know you gave me some mindset help towards when I was building up to do that Ring of Fire ultramarathon. Mm -hmm. And um, there was... Uh, it feels like there was a little bit of a, that's probably the closest I've got to something like that in that there was a, um, there was no fight against anyone, but it was just the the battle to like get to the next checkpoint yeah. within the time. And then which brought some pressure and the thing that I, the thing that made it amplified it was I had one in my ear, but two, like literally in my line of sight, as in, I thought it was a great idea to have two people film it because we were going to make a documentary because in my head it was going to be so great and we're going to have all these good yeah. stories about it and it was like during it i was like literally like you're such an idiot why are you literally shining this light on and exposing yourself but and and it, it, i guess it brought well, i brought the breast out of my wife more so than the best out of me yeah. but um yeah no interesting i, I was going to ask you this um question later but it feels more appropriate to do it now and it's quite a big one um but it is it's more appropriate to ask now for those of us like me and most people listening probably everyone listening they probably don't want to go and have a fight in a ring with somebody how uh, i guess this is it's a two-pronged question how do we you know how do we have that mirror shone to us or how do we look into it without having to go and put ourselves in the in the ring that we don't want to do and also what can the average person that isn't you know the top usc fighter in their weight category in the world that works with you but what can what can we as the normal people quote unquote learn from what you're doing with those people i think you know the most is challenge yourself Right, challenge yourself, and um, with loving yourself unconditionally, right, and loving the others unconditionally. And you know that that topic just comes up with me. That's it's my favorite quote from you all the time. It, it's just how it is, right? Challenge yourself while still knowing all the time, wherever you, whatever challenge you take on, uh, work on self-acceptance, right, on gratitude, on self-love, because it's the base for for everything, and so it implies also this understanding the philosophical understanding of like that suffering and and pleasure or, or pain and pleasure yeah is one coin two sides of the same coin right it is equally important for our life but look we live in in, in a culture where the suffering is is just like oh no you, you oh i cannot suffer we suppress and compensate again coming back to this suppress and compensate everything we don't like which is not comfortable we suppress immediately, we run away instead of embrace it, right? And that's a mindset shift. That's a mindset shift 
uh, I, I go with a lot of my fighters on because a lot of fighters, they go their whole career about like, okay, I cannot lose, I cannot lose. And then he says, I cannot be this, the, the, uh, the loser in this battle or in the sparring even, right? But when we go like this through life, of course, we will not challenge ourselves to the best of our abilities we want. We always have the break on, right? Because it comes from an ego perspective, right? It's a weak ego speaking, right? Or the inflated ego speaking, right? Controlling you. But when you cultivate self-love and acceptance, self-acceptance, then and then understand, okay, that suffering is just an inevitable part of life. It's the part for growth, right? We need suffering for growth, right? I mean, the brain needs it, the body needs it, right? We, we need the pain, the input, right, to grow, right? That's how evolution, that's why we are where we are as humanity. We could be better for sure, but <laughs> there was some evolution in us, right? So, so this is what, what, what we have to understand, right? And then challenge yourself. Once you go from this position of like, oh, it's not from the ego perspective, I go from, from love and acceptance, and being like, okay, let, let's go, let, let's do it. Then the challenge is much easier, right? And then the growth comes comes much easier too. And I think that this is something we really have to understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a powerful message. And depending on where people are at in their mental state now, mm. they may be able to hear that or, or find some, they might be notice some resistance Mm. Um, to it because for, for for a whole host of potential reasons um what would you what would you say to someone that is feeling resistance from get from that notion of like challenge yourself but through mm -hmm. loving unconditionally look like when when you just said resistance right it's interesting because i was thinking about that like we come here, we come to the topic of what is the relationship to the to your to your the conscious the stream of your consciousness, right? The stream of thoughts and emotions and images in in your brain and mind, right? So what's your relationship to this, right? So that is the, there's the mindset shift, right? That when people feel resistance to what I just said, because I was like this, right? I felt so I suffered so much in my life. I was a little snowflake, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's okay. It was part of my evolution. Yeah. But but I, I suffered and I had so much resistance. When do you have resistance? You have resistance to something or you usually to yourself. What is yourself? It's the content of your mind, the thoughts and the emotions and, and all those images in your mind. Yeah? yeah. So yeah. so when you 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 fight with yourself constantly right that it's this resistance right so getting a better relationship first to what is like for, for the content of your mind because when you let's say people people have uh, resistance to okay i want to challenge myself and go 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 create some self-love and go out there and and let's say be in my fullest potential this is like because we we have quite negative thoughts in our mind right? We have some negative emotions about ourselves and we don't want to, to face it because we identify with the content of our mind. Yeah. Right? We, yeah. We're completely part of the stream of consciousness we've thrown away, right? So, so now, and, and I just also, because we talked about that at the beginning, right? I, I taught you that, or we were talking a lot about this, right? How to change the relationship of that content, right? You cannot change the content really mm. i mean you can by time but it's it's a deeper process but you can change the relationship 
right? We we fa we don't like challenges or we feel like we suffer and we go into this victim mindset because we identify with that content, right? So now by changing the relationship to it, by stepping out, by learning to observe, by learning to, to make some space between you and all that that's happening in your mind, right? That is that is the first step to overcoming everything. And that, that is one of the main things I teach my, myself still, right? I'm still in the yeah, learning yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. And, and my clients and my athletes, right? Because we are the awareness and thoughts, emotions, body sensations, images, everything happens, right? In this awareness, right? So, mm -hmm. so I think if someone feels resistant to it or has, has an issue, sorry, that was... <laughs> my phone right if someone feels that resistance that is through too much identifying with the content of our mind right too much that's why we fall into this victim state that's why we we our fears get so big right because we identify with everything there is everything we feel everything we see the images we have right all those <laughs> bad visualizations we, we have right yeah 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 with a creative mind on the negative and and um so i think in order, like I said, to challenge yourself, we need to work on, on changing the relationship to the content and understanding that, that suffering is very relative, right? You change the, you do the mindset shift about the suffering and it's not like that you suffer and you're the victim. It's just like that suffering is just a concept, uh, same like uh, pleasure and joy, right? It's a concept and that we uh, need to engage in it in order to, to move forward, right? You, you get a neutral awareness, a neutral uh, relationship to what is, right? Instead, again, coming back, instead of fighting and, and resisting. Resistance and fighting comes from when you judge it constantly. You judge it because you completely identified with it, right? You step up, you, you create, which is hard, right? You have constantly mm -hmm. sit in your meditations and in your exercise to step out of it, right? Okay, this is what's happening and this is me. And that is so hard, right? Because we feel it in our body. We feel the emotions in our body, right? We have those thoughts and those images are sometimes so aggressive, right? But, but it's a mental skill, right? It's constant. It's, it's a daily routine. Same like brushing your teeth. Same like for, for some of us, a workout or a walk, right? It, it's, it's part of the daily routine. Your little practices, your little, little resets during the day. It doesn't have to be an hour. It's like five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Do it two, three times a day. And you, I guarantee, you a big shift of yeah. energy, of of the relationship to yourself, with yourself. Yeah, I mean, I've from a well, I'll ask you. We'll talk about like breathing as part of the tool within sort of meditation and mindfulness practices. But from a from my own experience, like as a starting point for me of being like. Oh, I can't sit still and meditate. My mind's racing. I don't want to do it. Like I've, it, mm -hmm. I've got more things, more important things to do than yeah. this. Um, you know, stuff isn't going to get done on the to-do list if I sit here and just yeah. meditate or just yeah. breathe. Um, my way in was like seeing how the breath was, um, yeah, the, the, an important thing to train, and uh, in a way when you're poor at breathing like I was off the back of my brain injury, you're trying to do your breathing whilst you're exercising is almost too challenging for it. So you'd have to sit still. So the metabolic demand wasn't very high. And then you could work on like 
being able to control your breathing, breathe better mechanically, change that relationship you have with carbon dioxide and you know help to with the nervous system down regulation that you were talking about. Um, mm. And like, I guess I gradually moved away from like, I can't meditate to I need to work on my breathing to I am feeling some benefits of working on my breathing, but I still don't really like sitting still to actually I like the feeling I get and actually enjoy working on the breath to then being like, oh, I'm quite happy sitting still now. Yeah. What's this meditation like about? So um, I want to just, yeah, just encourage people and also pick your brain to give people some practical um, advice from you. You know, I think that you're clearly one of the um, the best in the world for this. And so on a practical level, where where does the breath sit for you and, and how do you use the breath and what other things are involved in that in that tool and in that place for for the meditation and the mindfulness practices that you're describing um, or, or describe to us um, mm. the practical application yeah so so let me just go back one more thing what yeah. you said which which is very very um, a lot of people say that when they start meditating or when they start their concentration or focus practices or even breathing practices, let's say when they some when they do something where they have to sit or lie still, right? That's what a lot of people say. I can't do this. My goodness, the moment I sit down or lie down, my mind starts racing. But Jacko, it's not that your mind starts racing. You're just getting present with it, right? Noticing. You've noticed that it's racing. Exactly. It was already racing. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's not like the practice changes the workings of your mind and, and your brain, right? Or your nervous system, it doesn't, yeah. right? You get aware of this. And, and that that's is something that's, why, that's yeah. why we always run away. We run away. We all do that. Again, coming back, compensation, right? We rather, sometimes for me, for example, you have good or bad conversations, right? For me, reading is a is a compensation. Thanks God. Is, but it's a compensation. I, if I want to don't want to deal with the world, I read. Right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what you said before, when you when you're in life, you can run away from it. You can compensate. Yeah. When you're in the ring, yeah. there is no conversation. You have to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's why those practices are, are so strong. So when you sit, right, and so I work on 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 the breathing. Uh, I work, of course, on focus, concentration. Uh, I work on uh, a lot about observing the content of your mind uh, in, in different meditation forms. Uh, insight meditation also, like let's drop a topic and let's see what what is your mind like when you sit really still what is your mind coming up uh, about this topic with but uh, the breath i mean the breath is an anchor and an entrance point to everything mm. because the breath is something and and you know that right we always have the breath with us right <laughs> the breath is like something you can always tune into and it's the fastest way as we know now right the breath and the eyes to tune, like to turn into your nervous system, right? To regulate your nervous system activity, your mm -hmm. autonomic nervous system. And that is why um, I think that the breath, the anchor, or even the body, like when 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 I teach, especially at the beginning, um, I teach my, at the beginning, I teach my athletes embodiment and breathing, right? Conscious breathing, but also awareness of breath. Uh, so I start usually with awareness of breath before I go even in conscious breathing, like changing the patterns, right? Bring awareness to the breath and anchor yourself in the present moment because like, like a ship needs an anchor, 
we would to not get off with <laughs> thrown away by the by uh, thrown with us uh, with the stream of consciousness right with thoughts emotions just we get lost in it uh, we need an anchor right and the anchor is the body and the breath to to tune into the feeling of your body not just and i i keep saying it also not just thinking about it really feeling it look how different the quality is between i can think now about my left foot yeah. i can sit here and redirect my attention and feel my left foot right well, and apparently that um has been shown to increase blood flow to the area yeah yeah which is fascinating. And if we're increasing blood yeah. flow, we're increasing oxygen supply. Yeah. You know I mean, yes. just the thought. I mean, that's bonkers yes. to me. Yeah. Again, coming back to the power of the mind. Everything starts yeah. in the mind. Yeah. yeah. And now, uh, I like those anchors because let's say someone says, "Oh, but the to-do list won't be done." But I have to do things. I have a lot of things to do. And even again, even I get sometimes into it. I'm like, "Okay, I have no time for my meditation." And then the people who are close to me, they ask me, even my fighters, they're like, <laughs> "Um, coach." Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you meditated? I'm like, why? What? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah you, you know, you, you can't, you can't on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, what does it tell you? So many years of practices and I still, I have to engage in the practices mm. because the brain is extremely plastic, right? The neuroplasticity towards positive and negative really quickly, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, use it or lose it. Right, you have to use you have to use certain certain brain circuits, and you have to keep them going, in order to maintain a certain state and a certain ability and a certain skill. So, so yeah, yeah, we anchor in, in um, breath and body. That that is definitely the the first thing I do, and that's and honestly, I come always back to the breath because that's what the podcast is about. <laughs> uh, I mean, you. Like I said, awareness of breath and conscious breathing. If you don't learn anything else, then that's already a tool set for almost everything you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, because I, I was thinking, I was uh, talking about, um, sorry, a quick uh, jump, but uh, I was talking about the people who say, okay, the to do list won't be done. You know what I always say then? All right. But if you are, completely out of your mind the whole day and you're in stress right and you let's say in sympathetic dominance the whole day right your cognitive functions are of course not on their highest right if you want to be let's say you want to be so productive right we yeah. that's a questionable thing already right if we need to be, always be productive but let's say we want to be productive for certain reasons right okay let's 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 see just you want to perform it at your best how do you perform at your best when your cognitive functions, when your prefrontal cortex is actually really switched on? It won't be switched on when you're in sympathetic dominance, right? So even if you don't like to sit, and when you understand the science, when you understand how the brain works, you know that it's necessary yeah. to do those resets. It's necessary to align yourself, to ground yourself, right? Yeah. Then also and a lot of my clients of course then after a while they know it they're like oh my god i'm so much more productive i did, yeah. I did everything a little bit slower but much more focused and because of this i'm more productive and yeah. there's this sentence i love jack i love it <laughs> slow down to speed up yeah right and that's exactly it right all of us we're running around like little headless chickens yeah. And when you understand you slow down to speed up it's exactly this yeah. take your five minutes ten minutes of anchoring yourself aligning yourself 
regulate your nervous system, bring your mind and your body into alignment, right? Be present and then clear your mind in a way, not like that you do not have thoughts, but clear your mind, like really, okay, observe your thoughts and then redirect the attention where you want it to be and not like a headless chicken everywhere, yeah. right? And then go back into life and you will see you slow down, you speed up extremely. And that's yeah. it's the same for fighters in the fight. You sometimes have to say, slow down, look at it, focus on the target, right? And then you shoot the target. That's that's in fighting, in life, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. No, um, before shooting, sorry, but before yeah. shooting. Yeah. Exhale, slow down, then shoot the target. Yeah. It's a universal rule. Yeah. There's um, uh, an Irish poet philosopher that um, is not with us anymore, but I, I, I love it. John O'Donoghue said says something um, around the slowing down thing. He he describes when you he was from the west of Ireland where everything's a little bit slower and a lot of nature and there's time for things and a, a different perspective of time he would describe. Yes. And he would say like when you slow it down, that's really when you find your rhythm. Mm -hmm. when you find your and I, and I think this similar thing is it's, it's yes. um, that same process. I something that I've um found and got to and i'm very grateful because it's uh, the, the the meditation practice has been yes me using the breath as an anchor and i guess i know how to do i've known how to do that but the the bit i want you to explain around what to do with those thoughts and how to uh, focus your attention where you want to do is what i've learned literally directly from you and i say I've, I've i've quoted you a number of times when i'm explaining this to people um, so we'll hear it firsthand from you in a second there's the thing that i've noticed on that for me is that i actually there's these different stages to it where it's like i don't want to meditate and then finally like okay i want to try but you still find it hard and then you go through i've been like slipping through this phase where i um i know that when i do it I'm better. Like I, like you say, I can, I can be more whatever. I can think more clearly. I'm just in control. Like think, I am better as a human when I mm. do that in the morning. And then like, if like I've got today, like a particularly busy day, then I'm, it, it's beneficial for me and I know it. And I am now more pulled towards wanting to go right. Once we've done this podcast, I've got a break before I'm then coaching mm. that I need to, and will want to, and it might just be two minutes, it might yeah. be five minutes, whatever it ends up being, but it will be carved out because I know that I'll then be better for doing it. And I've noticed that um, one particular thing that, that's, that's been fascinating for me is the, the more I do create time for stillness, the more creative and in terms of like ideas and good ideas and creative ideas that I have. And I know there's there's plenty of science to explain why that is the case. I've just found it. There's one thing like reading or someone telling you about scientific study around brain function and nasal breathing or meditation, how it affects, you know, delta brainwaves and what have you. But there's another thing in literally doing, having some resistance to doing it, going through and doing it, and eventually getting to the point then when you're like, okay, like yeah. I'm feeling it, but, I'm still a little bit at that point where if it is really, really busy and I get a bit upregulated, a bit agitated and the to-do list feels a bit like it's getting too big, I'll still at that point, I'm, I've still got that ability to be at the moment, that, that poor ability to be like, oh, I haven't got time to do, to do it. 
I need to I need to crack on so I I, I can still slip into those those mm. bad habits sometimes yeah. but I've I'm getting that better awareness to be like I think awareness is probably there's probably something inside of me that's changed and that like I feel like I feel like I actually want to and for anyone that doesn't feel like that they want to meditate but they're thinking about it I would just encourage you to go through that phase where it doesn't feel natural normal you don't even feel compelled to do it almost make yourself do it a, a yeah. little bit to start with um but yeah, because there's a there's a quote from the Dalai Lama that I love where he says if he has a he meditates for an hour every single day in the morning. Uh, I don't know if this is a true quote or it's a joke, but he's it, the quote is that he meditates for an hour every single morning. And if he has a really, really busy schedule one yeah. day, he meditates for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yes, because, you know, you, you need the, the brain is like the brain is apparently right one of the most complex things in the universe <laughs> from what we know so far probably the more complex things who knows but um and it it's a it's a genius but you have to work with it you have to really work with it and that's why i don't call even always meditation meditation because some people have like this still like oh I, I don't know what meditation really means, but mental training, mental skill training, everybody gets it, right? Physical yeah. skill training. You go train yeah. your body and you have to train your mind. Yeah. And that, that is something that that's exactly it, right? Because yeah. the base of everything is the mind. The workings of your mind and the brain will decide over your destiny, over everything you do. Everything will be influenced by the baseline. Let's say you start. Let's say you start in the morning, right? You set a baseline with that. And depends yeah. where you start, that's how your day will unfold, right? Because that's yeah. how your performance will unfold. And that's why we need to work on that. And uh, I think now it's a great time. It's, it's a really great time because the research is out there. A lot of people are really, really interested in, look, Huberman, what he's done, right? Yeah. My yeah. hero. Yeah. Yeah. Neuroscience. He yeah. just, yeah, he just brought neuroscience to everybody. And it, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. And just the fact how many people are interested in it, yeah. uh, it shows that, that we understand now, all right, it's the mind, the brain, the nervous system. We need to learn about that. Similar like about our body. I think in schools, actually, we should learn about yeah. all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Not so in terms of, um, training training the mind and training our attention um I, I, i've i've been i've been teasing people to say this is i want i want to we want to get it first time from you the um the thing that i found most helpful was when you explained about yes using the like i'd always heard like yeah using the, the breath as an anchor fine like when you lose your attention bring your attention back to the breath and it would be like okay i sort of get that it's I get that, but when I'm doing it, it's like, no, my, my attention's gone. I'm having all these thoughts. More like what I learned from you is what to do with those thoughts. And the you gave in it. This is what I want you to explain to people. You gave me this um, this analogy or this example of when you're holding a pen and, and observing it and then putting the pen down. Talk, talk, explain. Rather than me butchering how you explain it. You explain that. How do people? Yeah deal with those thoughts and that example uh, yeah. sometimes i don't use a pen i use a, a different okay. object but the principle yeah, yeah this is so i just wanted to like this is this has been the one of the most if you can under i think you explain it so simply that 
this can be such a powerful thing for the people. The, the, the yeah. next five minutes for people is going to change their life. I'm excited. <laughs> it is. It is. It will. So, okay. So we talk a lot about weird awareness and thoughts, emotions, and images arise in awareness. Yeah. But what does that mean? Because uh, when we are going along in our, our <laughs> daily life, the thoughts are just coming, emotions are there, right? It feels like it's you. Yeah. And because nobody explains us that, we feel the whole life, all my thoughts, it's me. All my emotions, it's me. All my body sensation, is me. Yeah. But now we can learn to understand that you are the awareness and things arise in awareness. And what, what I explained to you with the pen, like let's say I have here because I don't have a pen here now. <laughs> Right. Damn, we do some Apple investment <laughs> <laughs> now. Right. But let's say, okay, I have an I like the I like the phone as an because the phone is a distraction. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it though? I think that then becomes a good uh, a good example. Yeah. All right, let's take the phone then. Yeah. All right. Here you can see the phone. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it. So you can describe it. Okay, it's it's this kind of phone. It's uh, has this kind of shape. Maybe there's there's some colors here. Yeah, you can you can describe it. You can, you know, right? This is the phone, and this is you. How do you know it, right? That you are not the phone, right? You know it because you can touch it. You know you have, you can observe it really. Yeah, yeah. as an as an entity that is not you. Yeah. Right now, when we close our eyes, close our eyes now. Let's say, think about an apple. Bring an apple into your mind. Mm -hmm. Okay, you see the apple, you see the shape, is it small or big? Um, what what color does your apple have? Um, green. Yeah. Um, is it maybe a half one or is it is a whole apple, right? Does it is it maybe lying on something? Is it is it just floating in the air or is it on 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 something on, on a hanging on from a mine's hanging from a brain. Yeah. Right? So all right, open the eyes again. So now, you know, like that apple that brought you, you know that you're not the apple, right? Usually, you know, yeah. you created that apple in your awareness. Yeah, because yeah. you could just now observe the apple. Yeah, yeah, you created that images in your mind or your brain and your mind created that image with, <laughs> right, with, with what it does and you could observe it. So what does it mean then? What does it mean if you can observe it? That you're an entity, you're an awareness behind because otherwise you wouldn't be able to observe it. Yeah. Yeah. And that is with all of our thoughts. We can learn exactly that. Right? And that's how you learn. Like, because if I can close my eyes and watch the train of thoughts and images I have right now, let's say I see you now, I see the <laughs> apple. What else? Uh, I see my dog, right? This is this is a random stream of of things coming on images and and thoughts, right? Yeah. Words. If I can watch it, I know I'm the entity, the awareness that is not the thought, yeah. right? Or the emotions. Things come. We're the vessel, right? And all those things come and go through this awareness into the awareness, right? Yeah. And I think. Once you understand that really, and you train it every day, and you get kind of good in that because it takes some time, because you always come back with over-identifying, right? Yeah. This is what means to to 
disidentify from your thoughts and your emotions, right? Yeah. And even from pain, from physical pain, right? We yeah. teach that to athletes to see the physical pain. Okay, you you are the awareness, and there's some pain arising in the awareness. Of course, you feel it. Of course, that thought is not great sometimes. Of course, that emotions you feel it and it's painful, right? But yeah. you're still the vessel for it. Yeah. Right, and things come and go, and with that they you can treat them as objects yeah. same like the phone same like the apple you created mm -hmm. right more yeah. let's say more complex thoughts and and feeling states yeah Once it's, mm -hmm. oh just that it's quite um the idea of like observing thoughts and and letting them go is 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 far more abstract whereas the analogy you gave of like holding the phone or holding the, the pen and observing it and by observing it you know you aren't it it's not an extension of your hand you know it's separate to you that yeah. for me and then going and then when and when you go and that's and that's the same process a little bit more abstract with thoughts but it's the same process but it's just a light bulb for me of like right so when bringing my focus back from a thought to my breath that yeah. gave me like a tool to dissociate from it sounds yeah. obvious now, but I'm sure yeah. it, there'll be some people being like, yeah, that's obvious. But there'll be other people listening that will be having that light bulb moment of going, right, that's the, the, the mechanism of, of how to do it rather than just being told, oh, um, you know, bring your awareness back to your breath. It's like, yeah, but my yeah. mind's racing with all these yeah. thoughts that just yeah. the simple act, the simple act of of observing them. Nothing more than that, as soon as you observe it you're the observer you can't observe it without being the observer and and, yes. a, and that for me has been exactly yeah. that and that is what we mean without changing the relationship to it right this is this is the perspective shift right and then with then what you said like, because that's then the next step we're teaching right to redirect your attention attention is the spotlight right yeah. but in you need still bring, to bring awareness to what is right then you step out and you observe and then you redirect your attention. You won't believe it. Just before I came on this talk, I made an Instagram video about this. I oh, was really? There you go. You will see, I have even the same shirt on, obviously, when I post it the next day, right? <laughs> Just about this, right? right. The, what it does it mean, really, to change the relationship to the content of our mind? Because we all hear it, but we don't know exactly how to do it. And we don't know exactly what does it really mean, yeah. right? Yeah, so, so the next step is then coming back to redirect your attention, right? Your attention is your superpower, right? Whatever you put your attention on it, that will come into your consciousness, right? Those are the information. I put my now, attention now on you. So you and everything around this, what we're doing now will be, is the information that will reach my brain. I don't want to pay attention to you. Let's say I look at the tree and this is an ability, right? Now, now to, to bring my attention there and to keep my attention there. Next superpower, right? Mm. So away, let's say, from sometimes negative thoughts and feelings to redirect this attention. First, knowing, okay, those are objects. They arise in awareness. Now let's feed our brain with more helpful information, right? Let's, let's create a, a better state for us, right? Let's, in, in, in a way, like, okay, let's use our attention to feed our brain with something better. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. No, no. I... Um... I absolutely, uh, absolutely love it. And um, yeah, I was very excited to, um, 
yeah, we haven't spoken for a little while, and yeah. so I was excited to to have you on to to the podcast because the um, yeah, I think that the between breaths and exploring all things about the breath has been something that is a is an ongoing journey for me, and the breath has been a a starting point for many things, and, and yeah. one of those has been a meditation practice that is life changing and my and the way my brain works is i need to understand something and, and what you i think do beautifully well is as well as a number of things but is make make something that seems quite abstract mm -hmm. rational for us to be able to understand it so i can then literally tomorrow later today i hope that people will will sit and and, and well you know soak it in and, and process that a little bit and then yeah try it out like put it put it in put it in place and um you know i'm sure there must be um if people want like you know guidance from you in terms of do you, is there um things that they can um listen to get guided by like how, how if someone wants to if someone's like right <laughs> i like what Darius saying i need to do a bit of work with her like how can people how can people connect with you uh, of course, always on Instagram, Daria Albers. There's just still just one Daria Albers. <laughs> <laughs> Good. There's but, only one. Uh, or of course, the email is dariaannaalbers at gmail.com. Uh, they can contact me, of course. Uh, I've also the Mindful Latte program. That's my course. I teach it one-to-one, -one, but I also have an automated online version, so the self-contained version. Uh, that people can also do, of course, it's a little yeah. course about uh, mental performance skills. I think that's most important. If you never read a book, if you don't yeah. want to learn anything else, that that's a course I think which is very suitable for yeah. everybody. Uh, a lot of athletes use it also, and they, yeah. they like it a lot. It's very helpful for them. Yeah, so, so they yeah. can they can work through that at their own pace. And uh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I highly recommend. Um, yeah, heading over to certainly as a minimum, head over to. Um, to Daria's uh, Instagram and I'll put the link in the show notes but equally yeah to, if you if you are invested in in uh, in your in your mental performance um, as a starting point that that online course is highly recommended so yes yeah. because if you don't don't remember anything else like <laughs> remember that that everything starts in the mind and in the brain right that's yeah. the base of everything yeah. and like I said and and from this we shape our destiny and we we shape everything around us and when we work on ourselves right when we do engage in self-care mentally physically emotionally spiritually then we do something good for the world because we will be kind of good people when we balance when we're in peace we will bring the good to the people we bring the love to the people and and yeah that's that definitely is for me always important to share yeah no beautiful i think we people i certainly feel it feel the love that you have for everyone and and the world and um yeah a, a, a big one for me is a, a big thank you but also a big um keep doing what you're doing um and it's uh yeah it's it, it's powerful it's 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 meaningful it's it's necessary um and i think that I'm excited. I don't know whether it's. I'm excited to see how you know. You said you're 39. I remember being 30. How many? How many four? How many one year older? But that, as you, I can see for you, a potential evolution, whether you want to or not, is 
going beyond the contact sports into affecting you know everyone and anyone like with the breathing that we do yeah you know, everyone's breathing so everyone is going to benefit from breathing better everyone's yeah. got that racing mind and everyone has thoughts so understanding them is going to be beneficial for every single person uh, on the planet so i guess um i'm, I'm looking you. forward to seeing seeing the uh, the evolution of daria where it's it's not just the ufc yeah. that benefit from your uh, yeah. from your love and your wisdom Thank you very much. It really inspires me. It's also like I feel the love you have on, and I think all of us have to hear that sometimes, right? Because yeah. we, we all struggle sometimes. We all question, right? We have yeah. those moments where we don't feel it great, although yeah. apparently things go well, and then sometimes you don't feel it like this. So, yeah. so it's, I think it's also important, right, to share that. How much, like, I love your content, right? I love it. I always always listen to you and i when i find it well i really comment also under it i support you you support me and and i think that's how we build the community right that's we all feel better and sometimes also we have to call each other out We're like hey <laughs> i disagree on this let's discuss it right or there's nothing to it right or let, let's say I, I think we could do it even better right we need to work together and, and exchange uh, our knowledge uh, our our wisdom or sometimes our stupidity <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no definitely and at some point in the future, our physical paths will cross again. I know we met in London um, yeah. I don't know, a year or so ago, probably maybe even more scarily. Um, that we've got to do. We'll, we'll do. Uh, we've got to do some uh, some workshops together. That uh, will be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That will that will that will happen. I'm sure. So uh, yeah. listeners, keep an keep an eye out and a look out for that. Um, so once again, Daria, thank you so much for being on the Between Best podcast. And um, yeah. I hope everybody has uh, not just benefited and enjoyed listening, but actually like an actionable step of like go and maybe you might need to listen to it again and make a couple of notes, but then go and go and engage in your own little space and little place to to be a bit more mindful. Yes. <laughs> So there we have it. Uh, do give Daria a follow on Instagram if you don't yet. She puts a lot of uh, very helpful and useful information on that's going to help you and me with our with our mindsets uh, and with taking on challenges. And I hope that you've learned um, a number of things, or I uh, hope at least you've learned one thing, and maybe encourage you to to write that thing down, um, and so that you don't forget it that you can implement into your daily life about how you take on. Um, challenges, how you think about your own mind um, and I think this one goes really nicely alongside um, last week's uh, podcast with Andrew Tracy where we were talking lots about mindfulness and, and meditation so um, I'm, I'm really glad that these two episodes have come out together and I would really really love to hear what you think of it so um, I'll get in touch uh, on Instagram uh, it's a great place to to do that. Drop me a DM or please love you to to share the podcast um, just so that it can get out to to more people as well as uh, maybe when you share if you if you share it tag me on Instagram so I can see it. David dot Jackson. David dot Jackson dot Jacko is that right? I don't even know my. I'm sure you know my Instagram handle. Um, and uh, yeah, let us know what you uh, what you thought of it. Uh, and then finally, if you haven't ever done, uh, and this is maybe the first time you've listened to the podcast, if you subscribe to wherever it's on every single podcast platforms, whether that's Spotify or Apple 
iTunes or whatever it's called, you know what I mean. Wherever you listen to your podcast, if you subscribe, then you get to not miss any episodes. It also helps me to grow the podcast, which will help me get on more amazing guests like Daria. So uh, please do subscribe. And if you're kind enough to spend just a couple of minutes, maybe one minute, writing a little review of the podcast, that also helps with the growth of the podcast too. And I massively appreciate that. And I massively appreciate your time and your ear listening, or if you're watching on YouTube, um, your eyes as well as your ears uh, watching. So uh, thank you very much for for listening, for subscribing, being part of what I'm trying to, to do with this journey of exploring what goes on between our breaths. I'm Jacko. You've been listening. Until next time, keep it nasal.